Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number, I'm going to guess 165 which is a big, big number, as I keep saying every week, that number grows, funny enough. Uh, today, I am here with Mr. Muscle Food himself. Not Johnny, because Johnny's not Mr. Muscle or maybe Mr. Food. <laughs> oh, I love my own bands. Anyway, Dan, how are you? <laughs> Jesus. I should be on radio, shouldn't I? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um... <laughs> Ouch. I did, say, I did say bring the bands. Ah, oh, dear. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm well, thank you. I'm good. Um, you sound sombre. No, I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, yeah, slightly fatigued, but I'm all good. And I'm aching as well. I didn't tell you this. That I'm absolutely really really muscle soreness central going on here, which is quite new for me after a while. So yeah, quite pecs. I'm going to assume that is because of one introduction to a gym. Although, wouldn't you have access to a gym for a while? Or? No, that's the thing. So I've been training in, in some form or another of a gym. Um, and I just, maybe it was the reintroduction of being back in the, like one of my main gyms. Um, maybe the excitement got to me. <laughs> as after telling people, wow. don't go too hard when yeah. you go back. And, yeah. But it's a nice feeling, though. It's good. Yeah, well, you know what they say, mate. When you... When, when the excitement gets to you, it's easy to get carried away. Yeah, kind of, exactly. Kind of go go a bit too early. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pe- pecs oh, on us. <laughs> oh, this yeah. was supposed to be a serious chat. <laughs> you took it there. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Well, I'm, um, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, that's good right okay good well, i'm glad to hear it obviously i i see that you're incredibly busy with uh a numerous coaching roles which is fantastic um why not break why not give us a little update or kind of give us any any point on that people might be interested no i know one person will be listening to this one of her favorite people and one of her most hated people so i'm sure she'll definitely be listening to this and i think you know who i'm referring to that could be any number of people, to be honest. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I'm going to take that as a slight on me. Uh, um, I wouldn't butcher no, I'm, her. I'm, I, I, I could butcher her last name if you want, but I've done that before and she gave me some some bants about it. But... Let's, not, let's not do that. No. Um, yes, I'm just busy from a coaching perspective, from clients um, to just setting up and helping now other coaches so working with a number of those to help with their businesses and improving their service and what they deliver from a systems processes point of view and 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 also from a coaching perspective which is probably the main reason well why i was coming on here to talk about and just my views and thoughts on coaching and the the changes and probably the the differences between what someone might view as as coaching and what sometimes it is portrayed as and what mm. is provided out there as well mm. uh, and that's not just from a client perspective from a coach perspective as well and especially with the recent obviously lockdown shutting of gyms pushed a lot of trainers to then be like oh god i've got to go online and not really knowing you know, where to start because i've never had to do that before 
And I think a lot of people had a bit of a realization during that time period that it's not as easy as what they might think. And then I spoke to even some of the guys I work with now who we've had this conversation and they all held, one of the guys definitely said he'd hold his hands up and say he was of the same mindset. He was just like, oh, I just thought online training was really easy. You know, you just send them, send out a plan and that's it. Like they get on with it. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's the, the image. And I think that's what's being portrayed out there. And whether that's come from a certain place, whether it's come from this prep world, which, I don't know, and I don't think that's I don't particularly think that that's co- online coaching yeah. and I might, might ruffle a few feathers when I say that but coaching someone through a prep like... mate, mate I, I absolutely agree what I will say is I don't I don't think it's necessarily come from a prep world and the reason I think that is because I thought that before I started to get into the industry and help people in that I thought I had every good intention to say I genuinely want to help people and do a good job so it's never a case of thinking this is an easy job you know, it's just just send out a plan. Everyone follows. I just assumed that, like, if you told someone to do something, they would do it. So I thought once I knew how what to tell people, great, I can help all these people. And then I soon bumped to reality when you get your first client and you're like, right, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And then next week, did you do it? No. What? Hang on. What? Yeah. You didn't do it. Oh, yeah. oh, I oh, there's no plan B. I don't know. I'm looking at my paper thinking like, oh, I thought they're going to do this and I don't have a plan B. So you just stall and then you just absolutely yeah. fuck for ideas and how to help, help them. So I don't, and, so, and I, did, I knew nothing about prep work, mate. I knew nothing about prep at that time. So I don't think, I, well, certainly from my perspective, it didn't come from that. But I also align, I think, where the people that I know and the people I see on Instagram that are just fucking racking out it, and successful ones a lot of the time as well, successful kind of prep clients, I don't think that's much coaching either, if I'm honest. I no, mean, like, and I don't, I don't say this in a negative way, like it's a bad thing. But I do. To be honest, in regards to what that the process is involved there, and I know it from an actual, from a client perspective, from going through various different preps with coaches, and like you just get a plan, and this is what you got to do. This is what you need to eat. Like, tell, and I'll, you go into like a robot mode, and that is what you do. Okay, maybe there's a few occasions where some things might happen and you might have to have a discussion around stuff like, um, I don't know. You binge your face off? Like, yeah, or like <laughs> lifestyle factors that are playing a port. But you get into that knowing that it's going to be tough at some time. It's going to become tough because that's what you're doing it for. And you have that end goal of getting on a stage or whatever the, the goal is. That's usually you know, enough to get people to, to do it. Um, and if you don't do it, then that's fine. You don't do it. But, then to try and replicate that with someone who's just who wants some help with regards to their nutrition and their coaching and their training, or trying to trying to change their, their body composition or the way that they think about food and they've been dieting for twenty odd years, you know, stuff like that. That that's not a case of just giving someone a plan, like saying get on with it. Mm. Um, you know, the the whole coaching process should be a, a strategy that um, that enables that person to come to the things that they want to achieve on their own. Mm-hmm. They, they, so many times, like coaches are like, Man, this is what you really need to do. This is what you're doing. And it's like, but they're, they're not you. you know I mean? <laughs> the, the process should come from them. It's like all of the things that should come from the client. And that it should be, it is client-centered. And sometimes it's, well, most of the time, it's just not being that way. Yeah. It's very much, and that's why I hate these to an extent. Like when you've got timescales around things, I know it gives someone an incentive to do it, but you're then pretty much saying that like, this is what we're doing. We're doing it in this time scale. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. 
I, I won't go on anymore. <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to just pick up one thing because the bit you just said about like the process should come from the client or whatever phrase you used. I think it was the yeah. process. Um, really quite prominent. Again, I had this conversation recently with a friend of mine who's being coached by someone else, and I said, I, I basically gave my opinion in a scenario of uh, trying to position this without going into the detail of it but basically i gave my opinion what i would do if he was my client let's put it that way and it it kind of contradicted slightly what his current coach was doing now obviously there is an element of if you're being coached and paying someone you have to listen to what they say you have to put the trust in them you have to do what they say right and and you can't just start listening to other coaches that might then have a difference of opinion i get that but obviously i kind of explained my rationale um and i kind of got to a point where my rationale was almost aligning exactly what you've just said in that what your coach might be saying might be optimal, but what I'm telling you to do is probably more based on you, preference, adherence, and what suits you and, and you want. And obviously in terms of that difference. So I think it kind of aligns with what you're saying. The, the principles or the process kind of has to come from the client um, yeah. rather than what you think is the like, as a coach is ideal or optimal. Um, yes. It's individual, if, it if that makes be. sense, because only because that that example was kind of like they they had a conversation with their coach and they basically got told, no, you, I think it even did say, and it's probably partly in jest because I know the coach and I don't think they'd say this in kind of like genuine genuine kind of uh, what's that seriousness I suppose they did say something along the lines of just suck it up. Or just get on with it. Now, like I said, I do think that's partly just that's not a that's not a grind harder, bro. But still, like they didn't they didn't sway or flex their approach with that individual, and then try and meet the client where they were. So I think there's there's two things there. So obviously, yeah, it's an individual approach. It should be anyway. We should be driving people to make their own decisions, and you support that whatever way it is by the coaching process, and. You, know, you you provide the insights and you know whatever their beliefs are. Even if that person turned around and was like, "I'm doing something you don't agree with," but you have to then be able to accommodate that. You can't just turn around and say, "Like, no, we're not doing this." If they genuinely say, and that's what they're doing, you have to be able to accommodate it, um, whether you like it or not. Like, um, so there's that element of it. Uh, there's also the element of if one if that client feel so bad that they need to go and speak to another coach then there's obviously something not right there anyway because i'd like to think that if i was working with someone um they wouldn't feel the need to then go okay i'm going to go and ask someone else like what do you think of this right this is what the science i was doing like right cool i think there's the problems there already (laughs) kind of thing yeah Um, yeah yeah. no i get i get that i get what you're saying there is there is some truth there it's probably a bit unfair in the example i've given because I'm probably the thorn in the side because I'm friends with the person who's not being coached by me. So inevitably conversations are going to come up. Yeah. Um, So, but absolutely in another scenario where they, you know, if they would just happen to reach out someone they barely knew say, what's this person saying? Do you think this is right? (laughs) Yeah. Then, which obviously isn't the case here, but still. Okay. I get that. And yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uncomfortable if someone was to reach out to me, I'll be like, maybe you should go and ask the person you're, you're paying. Um, Yeah. Well, the thing is, I I had a conversation with another person on Instagram who's not not someone I know well because obviously I only know them through Instagram, um, 
but they're being coached by someone else and started talking to me about how, oh, I'd love to have that food, but I can't have that food because I've got, I haven't got enough fat or something. And I was like, mm, in all honesty, mate, carbs, fat ratios doesn't really matter. Like you can, like if you want them, you could probably fit it in. Like, oh no, no, I'm just sticking to my macros. Um, I am being, I am being coached. And I was like, all right, okay. Um, who's your coach of interest? And that was a big name in the industry. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> Okay, and be fair, like the and I know the coach they're talking about is actually really good. So you kind of just have to go look. You just got to do what they say because, like, yeah. I tr- I trust that coach that you've got, and you shouldn't be listening yeah. to me. Based like they're obviously got a point of what they're doing. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of like well, I'd never step in in that scenario and, and say. I mean, if they'd have said someone like, oh yes, Joe Wicks, then I might have been a bit different. But the person they said, I was like, well. No, I th- I know that individual. I think they're you know one of the best in or really good coaching the industry. One of the best in there. You need to listen to them. Because... Yeah, there is that, there is that element to it. You you can't you don't really know the full picture. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. it's easy to make these snapshot sort of judgments and like go oh, okay, but I think my my gripes come from where it isn't there is no thought process behind it, and we are uh, just having this sense of. Um, everything is like copy and paste culture where it's just like cool this is going out and you know, it's going to generically like and the nutrition is one thing but then like the, the training element as well um and i'll get and i'll say yeah okay like not every training program is going to be completely brand new you will get to a point where you're building off like a, a structure or a skeleton of training and then you're just manipulated to the individual but sometimes that's not even happening and uh, that, this just brings me back to that point at the beginning where I'm sort of getting at that the the, the thought process now is that oh, it's okay, like I can't go in the gym anymore. Well, before we were, we were locked down, um, now I need to go online. I'm gonna go online. Loads of people come work with me. I just get loads of clients. You're like, cool. Have you got any kind of s- structure or system or service that you're gonna provide? I'm like, no, no. I'm just gonna just get people just gonna come and contact me and yeah, I don't know, send them out some stuff via email. Like, I just think that that kind of mindset around the online coaching just brings the whole thing down. And not you know you must have the same. I speak to clients who have had experiences with coaches, and they have been that bad, and they're like that puts them off then ever speaking to anyone else, and they get really wary about it because they think that that's the service that they're going to get, mm-hmm. and that is one thing that grinds my gears massively, um, a lot along with other stuff. As well. But yeah, to, to to have this kind of yeah, it's in a bad place anyway, but we like we just make it worse because we just get people who just don't um, take it seriously enough, and yeah, that's what I'm hopefully trying to help a little bit, even in a small way. Because <laughs> like that that reference to copy and paste culture, that obviously goes far and beyond even copy and pasting diet plans, meal plans, training plans. It goes on copy and pasting content and. You know, we've both spoke before around just the same stuff being regurgitated with the industry. That goes on into even that type of realm where people are just copying big names in the industry, repeating the same stuff without any real bother to put any effort into their own thought process or their own ideas or slants on stuff, um, which is just frustrating to see because when it then comes to obviously supporting a client, they kind of fall short because they've just tried to echo on something that someone else has done within the industry yeah. and can't actually kind of go in and, and have a critical thought process yeah. around then well actually what do i do in this situation yeah because yeah. there is i get that and we, like you said we spoke before there is 
there's not going to be anything that's brand new out there, but you can put your own twist on it and you can you have your own opinion on it, which is what makes it yours then. So you're like, cool, I'm going to maybe describe it in a different way or add my little view on it. Um, and I think that help that comes into the coaching process as well, because uh, you will take bits from certain areas or bits you learn and whatever, and you'll develop your own coaching style and your own processes. And then say, for example, the people who I'm working with now from a coaching perspective, they all have different, um, businesses they're all working with different people like they all have different um, niches in terms of who they're working with so for me to just go you need to do it this way like and they're like no but we'll take the structure of it and we'll try and build that structure in but of course it's going to always be different because it's got to suit their their clients and how they want to provide the service um, and I just that's what is annoying me so much from this and it all stems from that process of just okay oh, it's just going to be like handing out a simple plan and just getting people to what's what's the word that people use now um it, this is you've brought me on something else now where people use extra long words for no reason uh, execute you just got to execute like what do you mean just carry it out yeah just execute and um yeah it's not a great start on that one <laughs> that, that, that... I don't know if you're making reference to a specific individual with that word, but it does. I, in my head, I've got a vision of someone that's using it, and I don't know. Oh, just like you know, people complicate words for no reason. You could just say what what you mean, like, and so a client would understand. But now we use the really long words, um, and it, and even when they say it, they're like, "Wow, you must surely you must listen to yourself back and think oh, I didn't really need to use that word." But, <laughs> but there's a few people. <laughs> Oh, you get me in trouble. Are, are they are they part of the plates per side gang or? Wait, I I don't, I don't know. I don't lift anymore. So. <laughs> well, no. It's just when you honestly, I can just picture someone specifically using the word execute. And now I can't say even know that they've used the word execute, but. Um... Oh, I don't know. I just see stuff sometimes, and or you you like flick on something, and you're just like you're making this way more complicated than it needs to be. And part of the. Um, this brings me back to a subject actually linked in with coaching because part of the stuff we've been trying to do is use and I showed you and you saw my um, diagrams and stuff we're using like more diagrams to explain things in coaching now because it simplifies it even more it's like cool we can just break it and I can actually draw and map out where someone wants to, where they are where they want to get to how we can do it and also if there's any kind of obstacles that are in the way we can look at you know, drawing, drawing things to help get people past certain areas um, and I find in that to really simplify it is even better than trying to then make oh, how how complicated can I sound? It is just to sound clever, isn't it? There's no other reason behind yeah. that. But I, yeah. I must admit, I I flitter sometimes between the idea of kind of explaining stuff and then stopping myself because I feel silly trying to explain something with coaching sometimes. In that I might start to go into like the physiology of something and then I kind of almost stop halfway through a sentence using specific words and just try and really kind of simplify it because I feel silly using specific words and I'm not trying yeah. to trying to make sound sound I'm not saying that now even to sound like intelligent because I know very little about anything but it's like I just I think I, I, I say that because it makes me realize even in the moment that they don't. They either don't get it, or they don't care what I'm saying here. Actually, like, and I probably just need to simplify this down so they get really actually understand what I'm saying. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just it's just is they've got no care in the world about some fancy words I'm using. Because people don't yeah. care, do they? 
you're only doing it for I'm not saying you're doing it but people only do it for themselves and to impress other people like themselves (laughs) and it doesn't really I don't get impressed by it I just think it's over use of words where you could be explaining it in a simpler term and then everyone gets it but we like to complicate things so we sound clever Um, whereas you could just draw a simple diagram and be like cool this is just how I can explain to you this process Um, but yeah that's something else we've been trying to help with it's helping me out to coach other people but also for them to then coach their clients on stuff and it's been really useful actually well I do like a bit of fancy tech myself (laughs) even though you say it's not that fancy it's just screen mirroring I'm like well it looks fancy yeah maybe maybe it's your artistic hand um, it's alright I'm pretty sure I could get it a little bit better though I just need I probably need to get some different software for it but yeah it's um it's been useful yeah yeah i do i think the the idea of simplifying stuff um certainly could be taken on by a lot more coaches um and, I, and I, as i say just kind of bring it back to what what the example i gave a minute ago i think sometimes it's not even necessarily about the complicated words it's about pitch, pitching what they need to know at the right level because because some clients will clearly want to have something explained to them. Like someone wants you to explain like the whole process of why you're why you're consuming protein at regular intervals, and they want to know all about kind of muscle protein synthesis, you know, refractory periods, muscle full effect, all of those types of things. They really get why they're doing something. But a lot of people are like, "Am I going to get jacked? Yeah, okay, right. Just tell me what to do then." And like, you don't need to go in to try and sound smart by explaining all that other stuff because a lot of the time it's just like it's not even the word you're using. It's the fact that they just don't care and they don't want to know that. That's it. I didn't even understand anything you just said. <laughs> no, what, you didn't? Ref- 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 what? What's a refractory period? Yeah. Like, something about a shoe factory. I don't... <laughs> I don't really know. I still don't even know, understand it, if I'm honest now. So. Uh, uh, no, I, I get that. And yeah, I just think yeah, that goes back again to pitching it to the individual So, and 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 who that person is and what they're trying to get out of the whole coaching process. And if that is they are one of those individuals who wants to know every single thing and, and really geeks out on that stuff, then that's cool. Let's do that. And I'm, I'm all for it. But then some people are just like, you know what? I just want to get this result. Um, and I'm happy to you know, go with the process of how we can get there best. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, let's do that as well. Um, that, that seems that's, that's coaching, you know, it's, it's having that practical strategy to, to get someone, the result that they want or to get them to somewhere where they want and hopefully along the way you can get you know, get them to have insights into the process as well so it's not just a case of them following it you want them to learn as well um and i think that's where a lot of those other things fall down because they don't really teach people they just get someone to follow out a plan and then when it gets to saturday and they've got to go out they're like damn what do i do now <laughs> like, uh my meal plan doesn't tell me what to do when i've got lads tonight out or whatever yeah so okay so we we did your the the first ever episode you came on a good 24 plus months ago around kind of the role of an online coach so um we've obviously gone over a, a good stuff now but I, I just bring it back to kind of think or think back to what you you kind of said then i know you're probably not gonna remember um but just think about what you might have said then no the the how old are you now? How old am I? Yeah. 
27. Right, 27, bullshit. Um, <laughs> well, let, let's just pretend. So the 25, 24, 25-year-old 25 Dan, what he might have said back in, <laughs> in 2018, apparently, um, what he might have said about online coaching compared to kind of now, what are the biggest like differences that you might think in terms of how you've developed personally and, and kind of how your coaching has developed? Sorry to interrupt this episode, but we just wanted to let you know that we're currently accepting applications to work with any of our coaches to help you lose weight and get shredded or build muscle and get jacked. If you want to know more, just head over to nnncoaching.com forward slash apply. No contract lengths, just evidence-based coaching to make sure you get the results you've always been after. Uh, yeah, so for me, and well, for the, for the people I'm trying to also help at the moment, is the biggest thing has been to look at the service as, as an overall and, and that doesn't mean that it's the case of, uh, oh yeah, someone comes to work with you, you have a chat with them and you create a training plan and you sort their nutrition out. And then do you have a weekly check-in? Cool, right, cool that's, that's great. It's like, okay, what does that service look like from a bigger picture? So from the moment someone sends you a message or replies to something or you know, gets in contact with you in some way or another, then what is that process from that point onwards how is it for that client and that's more what i've been focusing on the whole you could call it like a client journey and that's something we've, we've been building out with clients as well is their whole journey for a client once they come on board so as soon as they get their stuff sent through usually that's when things end but not end from a coaching perspective but they end from like okay cool we'll, we'll just have an update next week wicked yay um but we're, we're trying to build in a little bit more around is there stuff that we could be building into your service that is going to help that client even more? So thinking about the onboarding process, what's involved in that? Um, how smooth is that to take someone from an inquiry through to getting on a call, through to speaking to you, through to getting everything sent through? Um, Timescales, you know, not like just saying to someone, okay, cool, yeah, I'll get it over to you in a few days. It's like, cool, give them like timescales of when they're going to get things and deliver stuff to them in the meantime and um, all these little things that we just it's just taken those years to tweak and refine we're just trying to then build it out with other people's services and that's the biggest change because you know when when I started doing it that wasn't really a thought I just wanted to help people I just want to get people results but then it's like cool what can we do what can we do better this can be better um, and that's been the biggest drive for me because yeah. like we spoke about earlier people are all all um, really honed in on how much money can I make? How many clients can I get? Um, you know, when am I going to make this amount of money per month and all of that? They get so fixated on that, they lose the fact that the reason they started in the first place is to help these people and provide a service. And you know, as kind of, I don't know, you could call that whatever. Well, yeah, you just want to help people. What the, that's the service you're in, I'm afraid. Um, and if you're not prepared to do that and you just want to take people's money and just churn through them then I'm going to be there to try and get rid of people like that because I just think it's not... They're, they're no better than a crook, let's be honest. If just that's the, the mentality is driving on profit, then you might as well be selling any other product that is useless and just, just yeah. trying, trying to make money out of it. Drives me. And then you, but then you've got the other side of that where, like we spoke, spoke about earlier, so with gyms closing, people get almost pushed to go online. The, the pure entitlement that comes through from some people, like they just think it's going to happen. And you're like, okay, cool, I get that. But 
are you going to be prepared to put some work in? There's got to be some work being put in. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and I think that's that's a fault of maybe the way it's portrayed, maybe the things they see on social media, maybe these big influencers who who do do it do it have got something to answer for for that because they've got the audience, obviously. Um, but they're the people who are just churning out stuff, and it doesn't matter. It's a numbers game to them. Like, how many people can we sell a thirty-seven pound? plan to um yeah well just obviously on that kind of point of um your your kind of role in and your belief in kind of people promoting and looking at the service um what other things like i thought it was a a really nice example around kind of setting time scales and not just kind of saying someone will get something in x days because sometimes that is that smaller differences that can the perception of the service then there from the other person is the difference of being like exceptional compared to just all right what what other sort of things do you focus on uh so the time scales is a big thing but then also it's what what happens after the initial setup so what is the process then are we looking at um providing more value from a resources point of view so are they getting enough information or are they getting too much information at the start so a lot of the times because we most of the people i work with are good people and they want to you know, help people. They want to give as much information as possible. Sometimes that's too much and it's like overwhelm. So we try and like look at systems to streamline that down a little bit. Can we get stuff delivered or drip fed over a period of time? What do they need to know right now to get on with stuff? Cool, deliver that to them. Um, Can we provide more contacts, more face-to-face interaction towards the beginning of a relationship? And then can we sort of taper that off? Just little things like that. Can we are we doing stuff that is going the extra mile as you would say like to to help a client are we sending them stuff you know to help with their process um little things that just help the not only the the results but they help with from a coaching perspective they help you deliver a service that people remember and then they talk about it and they're going to tell other people um referrals still the best way to bring people into your business i massively agree with that um so yeah it's just little things that we've been adding in little kind of i don't know what you would call them but um i suppose some people might call them just extra sort of touch type points that you can add in but on the whole just trying to look at the overall service being more than simply delivering a training plan and a meal (laughs) meal guidance or meal plan yeah Uh, yeah. making it a bit more I, th- I think like the stuff you're talking around is is simple relationship management and relationship building um, <clears throat> as opposed to delivering information I think yeah. you you because I guess a lot of this stuff that you're referring to in terms of going over and above and going an extra mile they're just little things that from a coach client relationship improve shows that you care. You know, you're 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 delivering stuff that they weren't expecting, and and kind of therefore kind of delivering over and above their expectations. Um, and I think they they all do things that show that you're not just in this position to deliver an agreed kind of service. Like I know I've, I kind of use that word service, but or delete delivered agreed information, say. And instead, you're you're doing more because you genuinely care and that you genuinely want to build a deeper relationship with the individual. I think that's that's a big difference that maybe. 
people that either haven't got into the industry a lot or or think it's easy just don't realize that that's a mass, fundamental part like like coach client relationship yeah. and just having a without 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 bigging myself up which is fucking horrible to say out, out loud now i've said that but anyway like i've had clients leave me and say they feel like they've left a friend or I've had clients that stay with me and pay me and said it doesn't matter to them they're paying me because I don't feel like they're paying me and I, I genuinely that means everything to me to hear that because I just think like that's genuinely how I feel like I've, I had I've had two clients during lockdown where I said I they both got furloughed or two of them got furloughed and I said I will coach you for free during this period because I don't want to see you lose results Um, you're more to me than just a client and and that's why I said I hate saying this out loud and it feels like I'm blowing my own trumpet but I just think that's that's kind of the difference between delivering information and trying to actually help someone and deliver a service yeah you should be allowed to do that you should blow your own trumpet and, um, I wish I could I'd be a happy uh, it's um, oh goodness uh, but you're right no, the relationship is is the like the foundation really to success it is the it's the underpinning bit and if you can't build that relationship then you haven't really got a coaching business um, and you're also I, I get the point about there are again we go back to where the people who aren't really doing it and who don't really care about that anyway who are just all one directional it's like cool um, run load of Facebook ads we're going to just absolutely churn through these people and just hammer the hell out of it in terms of these really generic things that get sent out um but if you get enough people to do it it's fine um i I still i I still think all that falls under that bracket of delivering information you're not coaching that's what it's one way isn't it it's just one way nothing in return that that isn't a a coaching business you've got like a a dictatorship or something (laughs) well that's good it's going back to the point you made earlier around i'll be honest that's kind of like a lot of people's and and our perceptions as we've just said it as a of a prep coach you just deliver. Yeah. You're, deli- you're giving someone some macros, mate, and off they go. You know, you, you're attracting the types of clients that are robotic that yeah. will will yeah. just literally need information. They don't need coaching, and that's it. Uh, and then that becomes what people think is what it should be like, and it's not. And so, but I I agree, and hearing you do that stuff in like when people throughout lockdown and things is is that's the kind of stuff that we should be doing and that's that's because you've got good relationships with your clients and you know i did similar things for for people throughout lockdown but it's that should be almost like cool we assess the situation and go like yeah i'm happy to do this and i can help you out and it's like like anyone would it's just like a normal thing or like like you would um, do like you would do for a friend it's yeah, like if a friend yeah. said to you I, you know i need help whatever that help is your likelihood is you'd probably do it and if that yeah. happens to be a client in their quotes that is financially in a difficult position then why wouldn't i help them and i don't want to just say sorry you can't pay me so off you go not in, i'm not interested in helping you now because you can't pay me yeah no and uh, that's really that's, that's that's the right thing we should be doing stuff like that um okay i can see it from another another angle as well where if you're if it was your business and everyone you were doing it for everyone then it's like and it was your income main income you're like cool maybe i can't do this for everyone but um so from from my example there was probably two clients that uh, it got affected quite bad so we did help them out and we did do things to do that to help with that and um 
but if everyone turned around and was like, <laughs> you know, oh, you, yeah, you yeah, it, anyway. fair point, yeah, um, but yeah, that's um, that, that was just, I mean, that's that, I suppose that's an example of just that, that idea of that. I think everyone should get to a point where they know they look at clients as more than someone paying them for a service, um, and, and it's not going to happen with everyone because you, you won't necessarily click as a as a coach with every single individual at that level or in that way which i'm sure like i mean i've certainly experienced with some people and i'm sure you well i'm sure you'll say the same you probably have people where you've coached and they've not they've never really had that that quite that level of deeper relationship because you just you know personalities are different or whatever um because we're all we're, you know we're all human and i think like i guess a lot of people certainly well, if your coach isn't offering a consultation, ask them why. But obviously during the consultation or pre-consultation process, you probably w- will kind of work a lot of that stuff out anyway beforehand and maybe don't take on that client because you don't click. Yeah, that's another thing we've been going through with some of the, the other coaches I'm working with is that whole process of what what you're doing before the consultation and what's being involved in the consultation and what that process what's that for what it's not just enabling you to gather information it's to enabling you to actually work out whether you're going to work with this person and whether it's going to be a good fit for your service and genuinely if it's not and you get that feeling then if you're taking them on it then you know, you're only it's your own fault <laughs> a lot a lot of that part for me as well is assessing that gives me a chance to assess people's actual motivation and almost almost where they are in that continuum of change in terms of are they ready you know like yeah. you can have a consultation and you get to, you, you know for well that in two weeks time their motivation is going to have gone backwards and then like basically they're not going to be getting the results they're paying you for because they're not in the right space to do so no matter how good a coach you are and there is an argument i think that as a coach it's your job to kind of move them down that continuum but there's also a, in my opinion only so far you can move people and that's part of the consultation process for me is kind of getting a judgment on whether i think they're in the right space or whether no come back to me in a little while once maybe your situation's changed or your mindset's changed or you are just on a different place on that that continuum almost yeah yeah i agree with that and i think it's because we should be looking at the process of coaching at trying to provide forward there needs to be some forward movement that's what the whole point is we're trying to get someone to move forward um and whether you can assess that on the consultation, possibly, yeah, possibly, I think. Um, I like to think if you got on the phone with someone, you just get that feeling that it's not going to click, and then you just kind of know. Mm. Uh, but then there's always, then off the back of that, there's the options to go, okay, then you can maybe see how we could work through these processes, like develop a strategy, like I keep saying, around what they're trying to achieve, and just try and see if we can get some insights from what, what we're trying to coach them with and then use that to move them forward so yeah there are options um, but I, I, you know i'll be honest i've had a few say a few probably two i can remember where i've just at the end said no i don't think this is going to work like, it's just yeah luckily it don't happen too much anymore <laughs> you know I mean? no but would, would you say is that because you didn't think they're in the right position to to be coached, or I, I just the... or, or, or was it like when I tried to get you to coach me and you said I'm uncoachable? Yeah, so that's, that's it, isn't it? So if we were to have a conversation, I'd probably yeah be like, no, it's just it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to get this. Not going to go anywhere. Let's yeah, just yeah. leave it now. Um, or I'd say, I'd say, uh, yeah, if you just let me know, and then. Uh... <laughs> 
in the beer from you. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, I, I obviously this 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 podcast very much feels like a podcast for the coaches out there, um, which we do have a, a reasonable amount of people that you know, like RPTs and coaches and online coaches and stuff like listen. So hopefully this will be some insight for them into kind of thinking about ways they can maybe improve what they're doing. Because, you know, I, I do genuinely believe that most people that get in the industry do it for the right reasons and the right motivations that they do generally, like you say, the people you're working with do want to help people. And, you know, they're just learning their craft and not perfect like, like all of us. So a lot of the things that we talk about that people, you know, what we're saying everyone should do to to kind of be a coach and provide actual you know a service rather than delivering information um if they're not doing that it's not because they're malicious and trying to i think most people aren't in that position i think very few people are really kind of that rogue individual out there that are just churning through numbers i say very few maybe maybe i'm giving people too many credit too much credit actually and maybe it's just the circles that we 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 kind of flitter in is a bit warped and there's a lot more more people out there that probably are just selling numbers and you know go back to the old joe wicks thing and like don't sue me but obviously there's been plenty of talk around the amount of numbers he used to go through and how very much sold as bespoke plans and turns out a lot of them were generic or if not all of them were generic and he was just posting out the successes he did have but not the 95 percent that were failures kind of thing and like whether there's way more people out there like that and i'm like I say giving people a picture of credit i don't know i don't know yeah, I don't know. I think I, I've, I've just, just sorry, just to go back, just to kind of recover myself slightly in terms of my opinion of Joe Wicks. I, <laughs> I don't like a lot of people. Obviously, love to bash him because he's a big name, like lot. Obviously, massively high profile, um, and obviously, I've been, I've been there a few years ago, where I've kind of been, you know, call him out. Oh, he's finally admitted to what calories are, kind of thing. Like, and I guess over the last few years, I've just changed my. Comp- opinion completely like well actually yeah there's some bad shit that i heard around times of stuff happening which i don't i don't kind of agree with in terms of what happened like the you know selling of generic plans as bespoke which clearly weren't that type of stuff but i suppose yes the way i change my opinion now is i feel like he's done a lot more for the industry than maybe a lot of us ever will yeah i was just about to say that (laughs) no even if it's not perfect or optimal it comes back to this thing of like well he's still got a lot of people eating better so a lot of people actually getting off their ass and exercising um yeah even if it's not in the manner of that you might think is in air quotes ethical yeah no i think he's i i I really like joe ricks and i think he's done really well yeah before yeah and i wouldn't have said this three years ago don't get me wrong but my opinion has massively changed in a lot of people in in that kind of way where i just think you know i just get less anal about the way things were i used to think like i think this is the problem is when you get into the industry and it's it's almost like the dunning kruger effect in that you get in industry and you learn a few things and all of a sudden you're like i know everything and these people are idiots what are they doing they don't know what they're doing it's all wrong they're crooks and then then you kind of go over that spike into that massive dip where it's like i suddenly start to realize i know absolutely nothing like literally absolutely nothing I think you don't. You also don't know the full context behind someone like that. That what they would have gone through. The, the insane growth of what he did was just like, you know, astronomical, really. Yeah. To to see that, and I don't know if you know if that was to happen to you or me. Like, what what would 
you know, what would you have done in that situation? So, you know, you just don't know the whole context. It's easy to go, oh, but yeah, he doesn't believe in calories. <laughs> like, yeah, but, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Um, anything else that you want to add on uh, on this topic? No, no, mate. I think I think I've got enough out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been it's been like cleansing for the soul. Yeah, it's it's got me <gasps> to get a little bit of stuff off my chest. Um, you yeah. from from what I see, I think you're in the right and, a, and an amazing place because clearly what you're doing is right in line with your beliefs and and kind of almost ethics and. I, I think it shows because of the amount of effort and work you're obviously putting into helping other people as well help other people is like it's not, not genuinely nothing short phenomenal if I'm honest mate and I think um, you should be proud of what you've done um, what you're achieving um, and I think it shines through not genuinely I know you're going to have a little teary moment but genuinely I think um, we, we, can, no, we can all we can all learn a lot from you mate in in how you go about yourself with kind of like I say helping other people and the way you know even talking around things like just putting your service first with people and and understanding that that you know that that's really important to clients which I know is a, a byproduct of that is you should be more successful earn more money but it's an ethical way of doing that absolutely ethical way of doing it because there are clearly ethical ways of making money and not unethical ways um and there's nothing wrong with the former so Oh, thanks, man. Oh, it's good. Have a little pleasure. Uh, on another yeah. note, you've, it's, it's well over a year now. We went to Amsterdam. We need to do this again yeah. very soon. Yeah, if we're allowed to go. Good times. Yeah. Well, we can all wear masks. Surely that'll be enough. Yeah, I am booked to go to Ibiza in October, so I'm just holding out for that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you should have booked Greece, or I know it's not the same, given obviously your. Yeah, life. well, I've done it before. We did it before. The, it was announced like the day before like, oh, well. I was going to say like you should have gone to Greece or Turkey or some of that because I think you've probably got more hope of going than, than kind of Spain yeah. Balearics or the Canaries etc but um, yeah obviously hindsight and all that but um, I know your your love of um, house music is so 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 high <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the thing is nothing's open no clubs are open so uh, it would be a really good years to go because it would just be more relaxed um going to a different part of the island and just chilling out yeah. for a week well that's exactly what's happened to my client tom he got back must have been sunday what day we today wednesday so last sunday got back uh he flew out on the day they so basically obviously flew up before they changed the um rules about going but on the day they announced that you have to quarantine for two weeks when you get back um, and obviously halfway through his, his time there they've uh, obviously told me they're no longer putting flights out but he said it was lovely he said it was quiet um, obviously a lot more um, what word did he use I don't know just basically just quite quiet and, and just a nicer place to be he said the only thing he felt bad for was the locals he just said that the locals um, obviously have like a really short window of tourism this year now then to try and make all their money the entire year and he said it's just so obvious how much they're all struggling so which is obviously a bit heartbreaking when you think like ah oh, they rely so much on the tourism trade and basically no one can travel but it's not like we can yeah. do a lot about it yeah hopefully it'll be alright we'll see yeah well uh, thank you mate for coming on and entertaining me for for close to an hour well longer now because we've been talking for over an hour but um been very enjoyable as always um i expected more bants but it was obviously an emotional episode 
No, I think I'm just... I'm just past my bedtime now, so... <laughs> Five past eight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got... I've, it's only good text to go to. I've got to be up at one. Try having two kids. Yeah, yeah. Try, try having two kids, that's mate, it. and then tell, come talk to me about sleep. Obviously, that's where you should be going to bed now. Well, Prioritise it. I might actually sleep in this garage. <laughs> I'd probably get more sleep sleeping on the gym mats, really, than I would, like, at least away from the noise than I would do indoors, but... Oh, poor me. That's why he's got no gains. Right, I've got to go. Right. Love you, ladies. Right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.